Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Now it's time for everyone's favorite DOT officer. 23 years in law enforcement, 7 years as a commercial transport officer. He was a CBSA instructor and has conducted thousands of roadside inspections. He now serves in the driver's side of our industry, Mr. Dale Howard. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, I'm the highway patrol. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Compliance Corner. I am your host, Dale Howard, and I thank everybody for tuning in this evening. Hey, if you got a question, push one, and uh, Melissa will be more than happy to get you uh, all sorted out and in the queue, and we'll get to your question and hopefully solve your problems. We're here to make sure that uh, all your interactions with law enforcement are pleasant and smooth and seamless, and anything we can do to help, please push one, and uh, we'll do our best to get you back on the straight and narrow. Tonight's show, I thought we'd talk about the spring inspection blitz. The uh, grass is starting to turn green, the flowers are coming out, and so are the coveralls, chalk blocks, and creepers. Uh, Just this trip, I've had two inspections. Had a level three in uh, Arizona on the way down, and coming back uh, this afternoon in Great Falls, Montana, got a full level one and got my gold star and passed with flying colors. So let's talk about surviving an inspection and getting ready for one. Now that uh, spring is right around the corner, it's time to do some spring cleaning. So dig out your registration manual and pick through there and get rid of everything that's expired and anything that we don't need anymore. The more seamless we can make an inspection, the better it is for everybody. And nothing annoyed me more when I was doing an inspection, I'd grab the registration manual, go back either to my pickup or inside the office, and have to root through and clean stuff out to find the information that I need. Remember, we only get one chance to make a first impression. So let's have a nice, tidy, clean registration manual, and there's, there's first impression number one. Make sure our uh, logbook's all up to date and current. If you're running a paper log, you know, let's not forget that Neatness is next to godliness, so make sure that uh, things are all nice and neat and all the information that's required is there. You know, form and manner 
is, uh, you know, one of the biggest tickets and charges in uh, in logbook violations. So let's uh, let's stay on top of that. Last but not least, if you're new to the show, you probably haven't heard me harp on pre-trip inspections, but if you're a long-time listener, you'll know how uh, how fussy I am and how anal retentive I am on uh, pre-trip inspections. That just sets the tone for how your day is going to turn out and how your inspection is going to turn out. If you haven't done a good pre-trip, then you're just like that wounded gazelle and the inspection could go either way. Today when I got called in, it was a no-sweat inspection. I did a good thorough pre-trip this morning before I started, and I knew that uh, when the officer came up and uh, asked for all my uh, documentation and explained he was getting ready to do a level one inspection, Uh-oh. Looks like we may have lost Dale. Yeah, he's uh, faded out in the background there. Russ, are you still there? Oops. All right. I don't know. Or did my Bluetooth cut out? Yes, you're, you're back. Uh, now. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. Technology. Um, yeah, pre-trips, so very important, sets the stage on, on how things are going to go and uh, make sure that, that you're ready. For uh, for the company drivers out there, uh, after we've gone through our registration manual, make sure you have a look at your uh, triangle flares. The warning devices are part of the inspection. They're going to ask to see them. And make sure you've got three triangles that are in one piece. So often, trucks get traded, you get shuffled around, the box is there, but you might only have two triangles in it. If you haven't got three, it's a violation. Uh, While we're on that note, if you ever have to put them out, there's instructions on the box on uh, where they're to be placed and the distances. So pay attention to those, pace it out, and when you put them down, I don't know how many guys I see just stand them up and watch them fall over and scratch their head and try and figure out how to get them to stay. If you uh, put them together, turn the base a quarter of a turn, and that now gives you your four points, and they won't fall over. And I saw a guy yesterday that had his fire extinguisher out trying to prop it up, and it was kind of sad. So, uh, yeah, make sure they're properly deployed because uh, somebody runs India, it's uh, the old CYA, and you need to uh, be able to articulate that you actually had them out in the proper sequence and that they were uh, they were deployed properly. So... Springtime, 
now that the weather's nice, uh, March is just a banner month for inspections. Uh, the year end for CVSA is March 31st, and uh, a lot of the inspectors have a number of inspections that have to be completed by the end of March. Uh, and that's exactly what happened at Great Falls today. There was uh, some guys out from the office that are required to do X amount of inspections a year, and year end is coming up, and, and they're looking for inspections. So don't be surprised when uh, you pull into a scale or, or you see them set up on the side of the highway. They're looking for numbers. And uh, let's be prepared. Uh, another thing, uh, don't forget about the uh, CMC this year. Mark that on your calendar in September, and I urge everybody to uh, you know, sign up for that. Uh, one of the things we do at the CMC is uh, I'm out in the parking lot doing level one inspections. And uh, it's just a great time to uh, watch an inspection and get comfortable with the process. And uh, Melissa will vouch for me. There's just no mm -hmm. greater joy than, you know, a couple of days after the CMC getting a note on Facebook, you know, wow, I, I had an inspection and it was no big deal and I knew what to expect and, and we passed. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just great to, uh, to have that, that kind of feedback. So get comfortable with it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world, and it's not something to be feared. And yeah, uh, Dale, I was, mind, I was going to, I was just going to add to that real quick. Uh, I sure. think I was just going to say, I think you're a, you're a good luck charm when it comes to that stuff, because after you do level ones for people at the CMC, I hear lots of stories about them breezing right through an inspection uh, right after they had a level one with you. So I think you're kind of a good luck charm. Well, thanks. I try. <laughs> no, and it's, uh, you know, guys, it's just, it's not rocket science or brain surgery and, and really a level one inspection is just a good thorough pre-trip that we should have done in the morning. And, uh, it's, uh, it's just easy to breeze through and, and, uh, and pass. The, uh, um, you know, another, uh, another good, uh, a uh, good habit to get into is uh, keep the inside of your truck clean. It, uh, you know, if you look like a wounded gazelle, chances are you're going to be the guy that gets pulled in for the inspection. Uh, it goes back to uh, first impressions again. And uh, if you, uh, you know, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, chances are it's a duck. <laughs> ah, what else can I, uh, I throw in there? The, uh, if you're pulling hazmat, then uh, that is another, um, uh, you know, another kind of red flag for uh, for this kind of, uh, or for this season. Um, the uh, inspectors are looking for uh, 
again, they're looking for numbers. So uh, if you're pulling hazmat, your uh, your uh, your number could be coming up. And uh, in today's inspection blitz, when uh, when we were done, uh, I always wait until after the inspection is done before I introduce myself and talk about my past, and then we can talk shop. And that's one of the things the guy was saying. He says, "Ah, oh, geez, when I was halfway through your truck, I realized there was a tanker that I've been waiting for all day, and he showed up." So, yeah, they do. Uh, they are kind of targeting things. So you just you just never know when your number is going to come up. If you get pulled in for an inspection, what they're going to do is they're going to come and take all of your paperwork, driver's license, uh, registration, bills of lading, and uh, go in and do all the uh, do all the paperwork check, and make sure your bill of lading right lines up with your logbook. Uh, if you're on electronic log, you know be prepared to. Uh, answer any questions and, and guide the guide the officer through the process of, of verifying your hours and uh, again make this as painless and, and as seamless as you can for the officer so that's a it's a good experience for everybody if you're on paper logs yeah don't uh, don't be telling stories because it's just way too easy to get caught so yeah, everything's got to get matched up. Neatness counts. Make sure all of the information's where it needs to be. Everything's filled out. And uh, if it looks good, nine times out of ten, the officer just breezes over it and hands it back to you. You get into trouble when you start not putting information in or forgetting information because now I have to look and decide if that's a nice to know or if it's a need to know. And then it's a form and manner violation. That goes back to your PSP score, which everybody should be treating that like it is just gold. Because your PSP score is a marketable commodity. If you're looking for a job, and in the application process, the carrier has to pull a PSP report, and if they have to load more paper in the printer to print off your bad PSP report, chances are you're not getting the job. On the flip side to that, if they uh, have to load more paper in the printer because you've got a whole bunch of quality, good pass inspections, then that tells that carrier that you're somebody that pays attention to the, to the little things in detail and you're the kind of employee that they want. So that just moves you to the top of the class. When, uh, when I shop around and, look for, and I'm looking for a job, my package, my, uh, my driver's abstract is uh, approximately 13 pages because it lists out all my good inspections. Because I don't run away from an inspection. I go out of my way to get an inspection because it, it uh, it provides my carrier with a good positive uh, interaction with law enforcement, and it helps them out. And again, it helps me out on my PSP score. So 
don't uh, don't fear the inspection. Just be prepared for it. And uh, when it comes along, sit back and enjoy the ride. Uh, like I say, do the meet and greet with the officer. Give him all the information, and get ready when he comes back out to uh, to do the inspection. Shut off your telephone. Get rid of the distractions. And that officer gets your utmost attention and undivided attention. They're going to start at the front of the truck and get you to turn on all your lights. He'll go through the headlights, turn signals, four-way flashers, windshield wipers, horn. And then they'll get you to open the hood and they'll start the inspection underneath the hood. And what they're looking for is uh, obviously excessive oil leaks and, uh, you know, just glaring things that, uh, that uh, aren't right. And again, you don't have to be a mechanic to know that your equipment just isn't quite right. You just need to be a mechanic to fix it. And you don't have any intentions of fixing it, so just know what's wrong with it, document it, and uh, get your carrier to look after that. The officer is going to ask you to aggressively rock the steering wheel back and forth. And what he's looking for is any play or excessive movement in any of the steering components. Then he's going to uh, take out his soapstone and uh, for the trucks with uh, 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 non-disc brakes, the old uh, drum brakes, he's going to mark the push rod and then ask you to make a full brake application and hold it. And then he's going to take that measurement and that's going to determine to that officer whether or not your brake's in adjustment on the steer axle. So then he's going they to wander back. don't do that back. to mine anymore. You've got disc brakes? <laughs> no, I've got brake safe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and yeah, and I had an officer look at it and go, "Oh, well, okay, brake inspection over." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, it and, that, and, yeah, it's a yeah, it's I mean, a great it, product, and it's uh, yeah. Uh, again, anything we can do that makes the officer's job easier, we score brownie points and we look shiny, and that just gets us through the process that much quicker. Um, you know, the officer's going to have a look at the tire and uh, check the condition of that. He's going to look at your, check your wheel fasteners, and then he's going to move down the truck. Going to do the same thing when he gets to the first drive axle. He's going to have a look around and make sure your fuel cap's on and uh, some su suspension components, have a look at the fifth wheel, saddle mount. He's going to check the wheel fasteners on that first drive axle. Uh, check tire pressure on uh, on the tires. Some will just, you know, bang it with a hammer. Some will actually stick it with uh, with a tire gauge. Technically, they're supposed to check the air pressure with a tire gauge. Some will, some won't. So just be prepared for that. Then he's going to move to the uh, next drive axle and do the same thing check the tires, uh, check wheel fasteners, have a look at the suspension components that he can see from the side, have a look at the fifth wheel, 
check the frame on the trailer and slowly make his way down down the trailer checking lights uh, rivets if you've got a van uh, cross members you know where they attach to the uh, to the outside rail if you're pulling a flat deck he's going to be checking cargo securement and uh, by the way CVSA has released this year's theme for road check in June and it is cargo securement so All right. for those of you guys those of you guys doing open deck uh, you're the uh, you're the easy target you're the low hanging fruit for uh, cargo securement this year so now might be a good time to be doing our spring cleaning and uh, looking at our chains our uh, load binders our belts and uh, all that stuff that's associated with that and make sure it's in good shape and make sure you're ready for an inspection uh, any of your belts if the webbing is cut or uh, damaged and starting to fray get rid of it because it's just a red flag um, in the uh, out of service criteria there's actual measurements that we take to determine whether or not a, uh, a strap is in compliance or not in compliance so if your strap is frayed or got a cut in it or a nick now I have to stop get out my ruler take a real good look at it take a measurement go get my book and determine whether or not you're in compliance wouldn't it just be easier if you had a new belt on there and there was no nicks and no cuts in it no frays and I could just move along and I didn't have to take that time and look at it because while I'm standing there looking at it something else might catch my eye that I may or may not have seen so again let's make this as painless as we can for everybody so he's going to have a look at the landing gear make sure that's retracted and uh, all the uh, all the components on that are in one piece move his way down down the trailer if you've got a spare tire and it's in a rack he's going to make sure that that's properly secured we're going to have a look at trailer fairings and make sure that they're properly secured and not flapping in the breeze we get to the uh, first trailer axle and uh, again we're going to check some suspension components that that we can see from uh, from the top and on the outside we're going to check the tires we're going to check and make sure that uh, if you've got a sliding suspension that all of the pins are engaged and the holes aren't oblonged and have excess play in them now we're going to check wheel fasteners move to the back axle and uh, same thing just check the tires condition of the tires tread wheel fasteners there's oil in the hub uh, any oil leaks externally then we're going to move to the back of the trailer and we're going to check the lights and he's going to ask you to make a uh, brake application so we can check the brake lights and for those of us pulling vans and uh, I'm old and lazy so I pull a reefer uh, they may or may not ask you to open the trailer so they can check for cargo securement now in the province of Alberta our inspectors have got really overzealous 
and they're not accepting load locks as a form of cargo securement in a van. What they're looking for is either logistics straps that win the logistics the e track on the sides, or a shoring bar that has a rating. It has to have a rating on it, or again, it's uh, it's uh, no good. Uh, they're going to look for uh, a ratchet strap, and same deal goes there. Uh, it's uh, it has to have a working load limit on it, or it's uh, it's worthless. So we're uh, we're using friction mats under the last two pallets at the back of the load, and uh, those are acceptable. Or like I say, the strap or the uh, the shoring bar. And the uh, auto service criteria states that it has to, uh, I think it's 0 .3, 0 0.3 G's of force for rearward motion is what they're looking for. Load locks are worthless. Then uh, if your trailer's sealed, and you've been given instructions not to open the trailer, just to have the officer reseal it. They'll have a department seal, and uh, he'll make a note of the seal change on your bill of lading. Uh, I used to haul Walmart freight, and they were just absolutely ridiculous about seal integrity. And, uh, yeah, just make sure that the officer notes on the bill of lading that he is the one that uh, changed the seal, and he should have his badge number, his agency, and uh, his phone number on the bill so that the shipper can call and verify that he was, in fact, the one that uh, had a look in the trailer. Uh, just a point uh, for anybody that hauls product for McDonald's. McDonald's is just absolutely terrified of eco-terrorism. And if you show up at a McDonald's warehouse and the seal's been compromised, they will not take that load. So if you're hauling product for McDonald's and the officer wants to have a look inside it, as tactfully as you can, explain to the officer that McDonald's will refuse the load and you bought it if, uh, if that seal's compromised. They may or may not go along with the program and not go in the trailer and have a look, but uh, you know, as tactfully and as respectfully as you can, you know, do your best to not have the trailer opened. And uh, if they do go in the trailer, get a hold of dispatch right away and let them know what's going on because communication is the key. Um, so for anybody doing McDonald's freight, be very careful with their seals because they are just fanatical on integrity. So we've dealt with cargo securement. And uh, for you guys pulling tankers, you're not getting off unscathed either in cargo securement. They're going to want to make sure that uh, hoses are properly secured and uh, not in a position to uh, come dislodged during movement and flop off on the on the highway. Uh, 
They're going to look at uh, valving to make sure that valves are closed and there's no leaks. Some guys will even climb up on the tank and check the bird bath. Uh, for anybody that's pulled a tank, uh, that's that top hatch. Uh, look at a tanker the next time you see one, and there should be a square little box is what it'll look like on the, on the top of the tank, and they refer to that as the bird bath. And they'll check for uh, any leakage or spillage up there and uh, I've known of instances where substantial fines have been laid because there's been uh, hazmat freight loaded and uh, that bird bath hasn't been drained and product has been laying up there just to uh, splash and spray willy-nilly so they take that stuff pretty serious and again if you're hazmat you've got a target on your back anyway because Everybody's looking for their inspections for hazmats now before the end of the month. Coming up the right side of the trailer, uh, the officer is going to do the same thing. He's going to look at that back axle, check the uh, fasteners, the hub, tires, same thing on the front axle. Any suspension components he can see, going to make sure that the pins are engaged and uh, if you've got one pin that's not engaged, it's an out-of-service violation and points on your PSP and points on your carrier's PSP or on your carrier's CSA score and just aggravation you don't need. So after you've slid wheels and moved tandems and moved suspension, please get out and make sure that everything's engaged and, and the handle's locked and nothing can move. We'll uh, check lights and, uh, and again, if you're pulling a van, he's going to look for rivets missing or uh, anything where the fastener, where the uh, cross members attached to the frame. We're going to have a look at the back end of the tractor, poke our head underneath, and uh, it's going to make sure the lights are working back there. Right side rear drive axle, same thing. We're going to check tires, wheel fasteners have a look for suspension components that we can see. Same thing on the front axle. Fuel cap. Again, something as simple as a fuel cap laying on a fender because we've just fueled up and we, we forgot to put it on there. That is an out-of-service violation. And 12 points on your PSP score. So let's pay attention to little things and make sure that's done. That battery box cover... Uh, you know, if you've got, if you're driving a classic, make sure that's, you know, properly secured. Going to get up to the uh, steer axle right side. Same thing. Check the wheel fasteners. Check the tire. And again, he's going to get you to aggressively rock the steering wheel and look for uh, loose steering components, suspension. Then he's going to come over and uh, just verify how much air pressure you've got in, uh, in your tanks. And uh, if uh, you're below 90 pounds, he's going to ask you to start the truck, build your air up to 100 pounds, and shut it off. Make sure that we're paying attention to the officer and following his instructions. So... Once he's asked you to uh, build your air pressure up, 
shut the truck off. He's going to get on a creeper and he's going to go under the truck. And he's going to mark your push rod travels and he's going to have a, or mark the push rods up against the face of the brake chamber. And he's going to check suspension components and exhaust and, and uh, work his way down the trailer and have a look at the floor, the underside, cross members, rubbed or chafed airlines when he gets down there. Uh, that's a violation. So when you're doing your pre-trip, have a look for that. Once a week, everybody should own a pair of coveralls. And once a week, you should uh, put your coveralls on, find a nice, dry, safe place, and get under there and have a look at your equipment and just be familiar with it. And then when you uh, wind up in a roadside inspection, it's just not the end of the world. He's going to have a look at uh, the uh, tandems from the underside of your trailer. Mark the push rods up against the uh, face of the brake chamber. And he'll come out the back left corner. And there he's going to yell at you to make a hard brake application and hold your foot to the floor. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Our brakes are all released because he's asked us to release those. The wheels are chocked, so the truck's not going anywhere. We're going to make a hard brake application and hold it to the floor. Then he's going to work his way back up underneath and uh, record the measurements on each brake chamber, and that determines whether or not your brakes are in adjustment. And he's going to be listening for air leaks and... Uh, He'll get up to the front of the truck, do the same thing. He'll come out from underneath, and your leg's going to get tired and sore. And then, and only then, when he tells you to release the brakes, you release the brakes. He'll come back up to the truck, up to the door, and uh, ask you to uh, turn the key on and fan the brakes down until your lower warning light and buzzer comes on. And he'll check your high beam indicator left turn indicator, right turn indicator. And uh, assuming you've done your pre-trip and everything's working, he's going to thank you for your time. And uh, you're going to sign the inspection form that you've passed the inspection. And he'll put uh, two shiny decals, one on the truck, one on the trailer. And away you go and you're good to go. And that's how easy it is for a level one inspection. So back to my, uh, to my weekly routine, and uh, by all means, if anybody has any questions or comments, don't be afraid to push one and, and get in the queue. I got one for you, Dale. What? You got I, I got one for you. I, yeah. Well, actually, it's not uh, – you, you were talking about the rubbed and chafed airlines. I, uh, I, had, I was crawling under my truck, and I noticed that I had uh, two lines. They were just barely rubbing, and it just started, and uh, – so to fix the problem, uh, I had some duct tape, which I, uh, and I put it on there, and lo and behold, guess what happens? <laughs> uh, I, yep. I get an inspection. So anyway, uh, so I, I was actually standing outside the truck, and uh, I happened to think as he's crawling under there, I said, you're going to find some duct tape. I said, I found a rub. I said, I covered it up. I said, as soon as I can get to get somewhere, I'm going to put a, a uh, 
uh, another piece of rubber over that. It was kind of I couldn't didn't have room to get it to hang any higher. You know, I couldn't uh, tie strap it. I guess is what I'm looking for. But anyway, so he took it and he actually undid the duct tape and he and you know he saw I wasn't you know telling him a story or anything that it just barely started rubbing. I mean, you know, it had gotten to be where there was like a shiny spot. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he said, he, you know, he said, yeah, as soon as you can get somewhere to put another piece of rubber over that, uh, he said, you know, yeah, that'll cause, you know, that'll fix the problem. But, yeah, he, uh, uh, you know, uh, when I started telling him that, it uh, it saved me a lot of grief because, uh, you know, I'm sure he was thinking I was hiding an air leak or something like something else, you know, at first. When, Absolutely. You know, and and you know that scored brownie points because you actually went under there and and dealt with the problem and you identified the problem and you told them about it. Yeah. You know it's uh, if I had a dollar every time in my career when I pulled somebody over for an inspection and I asked them, so what did you do for your pre-trip inspection this morning and did you find anything? And I was. 99% of the time met with that look of horror and then I'd get the deer in the headlight stare. So then I'd ask the question, what did you do for a pre-trip inspection? And then an even bigger look of horror in their eyes and the look of terror. And then they immediately started to stare at my shiny boots and you could see the gears turning in their mind Oh God! I did a pre-trip inspection when I got this job. What did I do? <laughs> oh! And at that point, being the nice guy that I am, I would offer to put my coveralls on and do a pre-trip inspection for them. So, isn't it easier when we own a pair of coveralls? And like I say, once a week, pick a spot. I like to do mine in California, where it's nice and warm. I'll put my coveralls on. And I actually get underneath and crawl my truck. And that's a good time, if you're an owner-operator, to uh, take your grease gun down there and grease everything. And if you're a company driver, well, you can grease the truck if you like, or just get under there and have a look and just check things. And then every morning, when everything is ice cold, and I'm ready to start my day, I fire the truck up, I get out, actually I'll back up. I get out, I check the oil, check everything when everything's cold, close the hood, truck up, turn on all my lights, grab my tire gauge, and I check the tire pressure. Because hitting a tire with a hammer to determine the air pressure is like slapping the hood to check the oil. <laughs> the only way you're going to know if that tire is inflated properly is with a tire gauge. Or a TSE. So I check my tires. Or TSE. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, TSE. Yeah, the TSE. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that thing. Yeah. Turn but, the key uh, on, look at, the, you know, look at it. And, yeah, go ahead. You know, check the lights and... Uh, have a look at my cargo cargo securement if I'm uh, you know if I'm pulling a deck if uh, if I'm pulling a van and uh, and the trailer's not sealed you know pop the door and make sure nothing's moved and everything's where you left it 
uh, check my reefer. Same thing at the back of the, uh, you know, check the tires on the trailer, lights on the back end, passenger side. Then I get in the truck, I release all my brakes, and I'm ready to go to work. When everything is ice cold, I'll make a hard brake application, I'll hold it to the floor. Release, make another hard brake application, hold it to the floor, release, and I keep doing that until the low air warning comes on, on on the dash. And then I hold my brake pedal right to the floor and I watch the needles. And as long as I'm building air pressure, I now have accomplished three things. First thing I've done is if my automatic slack adjusters are working correctly, I've adjusted my brakes. Second thing I've done is I've checked the low air warning device and I now know that should I have a major air leak in my travels during the day, I am going to get proper notification before the brakes come on and things get really busy. And thirdly, as long as I'm building air pressure, I know I don't have any major air leaks like a blown diaphragm or a uh, torn line. Now the little air leaks I'm not going to find, but I'm going to find the big ones. And we always do this when things are ice cold. That way, if, if you uh, were in California and you went down the grapevine and you're on the brakes and you get everything good and hot and you pull into the uh, Petro at Wheeler Ridge, and if you perform that at that time, the drum has expanded because it's hot away from the brake lining. And if you set the, uh, your brakes up at that point, you've now set them up to an expanded brake drum. As things cool off, you go in and have, have lunch or a, have a shower or whatever. When you come back out, you're not moving. Then somebody's going to have to come out and back the brakes off and it's a service call and again more aggravation that you don't need. So we only do that when things are ice cold. So first thing in the morning, hard brake applications right to the floor and uh, then you know that uh, if everything's working properly, we're good to go and we're set for the day. So there you have a basically a level one inspection in a nutshell and you're ready for any roadside inspection and any officer to jump out in front of you with a pair of coveralls on and you're not going to have that look of horror in your face. If you want to jump in, push one and we'll get to your call. If not, I'm more than happy to, uh, to carry on. Russ, you got anything you want to add or Melissa? I have a, a tip for, uh, you're talking about organizing your permit book. Uh, when you first started the show, I got a tip for that. When the, when the officer, yeah, when the officer is looking uh, at your permit book, he's looking for a couple of specific things most of the time. They want to look at your cab registration. They want to look at your, well, they used to want to look at your medical card, but they don't anymore. Um, and they want to look at your IFTA. So I always had, and the insurance, 
And I always had those specific things in the very front of my permit book in those little plastic sleeves, you know, for like reports uh, that they make for three ring binders. And I would have a plastic sleeve for each one and they would all be in the very front of the permit book. That way when I was uh, pulled in for an inspection, I was ready. I just had to open it and slide it over to him and he or she could look at it and it would be nice and quick and simple. Yeah. You know, and that's a great trip great tip because you know it's uh again it just makes for a a nice positive experience with the inspector and uh, just kind of sets the tone that oh you're kind of organized here and and again we go back to our first impression if you give the officer the impression that uh, you've got it together and you are in fact paying attention and and doing a pre-trip and and you care enough about your registration that everything's organized and everything's current the truck doesn't look like 10 miles of wrecked highway and a wounded gazelle. Your cab is clean. And, uh, and again, it's, I'm a neat freak. And things just don't have to be absolutely shiny, but things need to be tidy. Uh, you know, if you've got a refrigerator that's kind of tarp-strapped to the passenger seat and you've got seven days' worth of garbage and crap all over the floor, well you know, perhaps we need to have a look at things here because things don't look that shiny here. And if you care that little about where you live, imagine how little you care about things that are outside the truck. So, again, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a cooler seat belted to the passenger seat as long as it's properly secured and stuff is tucked away and, and not interfering with your visibility and... Oh gosh, I've seen so many trucks that have got more shit on the dash and stuff stuck to the windshield and you're just daring somebody to stop you and give you an inspection. You know, when you've got a foot of stuff from one side of the dash to the other and 17 things stuck to the windshield and teddy bears, you know, sit on the dash and you may as well just pull around the back of the scale, get out, walk in, and point the scale officer right in the eyes like Larry used to do to uh, mow mm-hmm. the uh, Three Stooges. Yep. Because you're just daring them to inspect you. Uh, you know, same thing with uh, with the exterior of the truck. You know, things don't have to be polished and things don't have to be shiny, but things need to be tidy and organized. And, you know, if you're driving an older truck, there's no shame in that. Just take some pride in what you got and keep it organized and give somebody the impression that you actually care and you've taken the time to do what you're supposed to do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, let me add something to that one. Uh, with the uh, ELDs in the truck, uh, oh, I just got a text. We have a caller also, but... Uh, <laughs> ELDs in the truck, uh, in that permit book, uh, when I'm handing them a permit book, especially if they're standing on the side of my truck and they want to see it, I have that card there ready for them uh, in case they ask for it. Now, they have qu- I don't know what, what has happened, but they've quit asking to go through my logbook, uh, of the electronic logbook. Uh, now, all they, uh, now all I've been asked lately uh, is... Show me what hours you have. You know, show me how many hours you have left on your seventy. Is usually what I get asked now. 
But I always have that card right there, you know, to you know to tell the to show the officer, you know, how to navigate through that uh, electronic logbook. Absolutely, and that card is required. You have yeah. to have that card, and you have to be able to present it to the officer. And you know what? Electronic logs, love them or hate them, uh, you know, it's it just makes the inspection that much easier. And yeah, it's anything that we can do to lessen the amount of time we spend with an officer. You know, we're just that's just money in our pocket. We're just so far ahead of the game. And it just, you know, removes any uh, any questions of doubt. You hand him the keyboard, he'll look at it. You hand him the card, and you can either show him how many hours you got left, or he can figure it out himself. And, uh, yeah, we just move on to the next thing. You got a paper log, now he's going to go back in and go through it and determine whether or not you're telling stories and how much time you've got. And, yeah, it, it just makes the process that much easier. Yep, and uh, you, you we said we had a caller, caller on the line. Yes, yes, we do. It looks like I can't see my screen, but it looks like it's John in Arkansas. He's actually got a good uh, pr- uh, CMC story from uh, getting inspected after going to the CMC. So I'm going to bring John on. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, really good. Yeah, I was uh, hey, at John. The CMC 2015, Dale, and you inspected my truck. And it was probably about three weeks or so. I was on 65 north out of out of Alabama, and I hit this Tennessee scales. And four trucks in front of me got the green light, and I get the poles to the right. So he did a <laughs> he did a level one inspection on me, and he saw all of your your soapstone marks on my truck on the on the drag link. He saw them all over the tires where you measured all of the brakes and everything. And he asked me, he said, did you just get inspected? And he's looking at the, the CVSA uh, sticker, the yearly, the annual, and it wasn't up, renewed. I tried to explain to him, well, you know, who you were and where, what I had just went through. But, so it really helped, uh, I think, go through the process. All, he probably all he had to do was look at all of your, your markings. Well, that's good. Well, and... and- and how comfortable were you going through the process? Comfortable, you know, because you, you had just explained everything to me, and uh, you told me that my, the, I had the um, two-and-a-half-inch brake chambers, so things like that I had remembered, so I knew I was good on my, on my brakes and the lengths and everything. So. Well, that's good. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice, and, and it's great to hear that, uh, you know, after you've been through the experience at the CMC, you get more comfortable with it. And, and uh, yeah, when it's your turn to get inspected, you know, it's just not as terrifying. And you breeze through you know, things, and, and life's great. I think knowledge, too. You know, they say knowledge is power, but, you know, knowledge is uh, – it, it you're not so afraid if you understand the process like you just explained tonight. And uh, – but – Knowledge without application is useless information. You have to get out there. You have to inspect your truck. You have to do these things. Um, Otherwise, you're not going to pass an inspection. You're going to have a deer in the headlight look. Sure. And it's, uh, 
yeah, boy, there's nothing worse than having that panic attack. Oh, God, what are they going to find? Am I in trouble? Because, you know, it never fails. Um, you know, I go out of my way to get inspected and find inspections, and because uh, it never fails. You've got just enough time to either get loaded or unloaded, and inevitably somebody in a pair of coveralls jumps out in front of your truck and waves you in, and, you know, now you miss an appointment. Whereas if, uh, you know, if you, can, uh, if you can get inspected ahead of time, uh, like I say, I got inspected, pulled in for a uh, random roadside this afternoon and uh, got a decal, so I'm good for the next three months. Any officer can uh, look at the decal. And uh, just a, a little side note for uh, everybody, the CBSA decal is designed so that an inspector can take a quick glance and determine when the inspection was done on uh, on that truck. Every quarter, the decal is a different color, and uh, the first quarter it's green. And if you look at a decal, it uh, if uh, both ears are torn off and it's kind of the shape of a triangle at the top, you know that that inspection was done in January. If the uh, right ear is torn off, you know the inspection was done in February, and if the decal is complete, you know the uh, inspection was done in March. Uh, the seven or six or five, that indicates the year it was done, so my decal is a green seven, completely intact. So now anybody having a look at my truck knows that it was inspected in March 2017. Um, something else I, I uh, just want to throw out there, the new out-of-service criteria is now available through CVSA, and I would encourage everybody to uh, order that book. Uh, you can go online to cvsa.org, and uh, just follow the links, go to the store, and uh, it's just a tremendous resource to have. And uh, it lists everything that uh, you can be placed out of service for. And when you go through an inspection and an officer does place you out of service, we'll go for, uh, say, a tire. He has to go back and get the out-of-service guide and uh, verify that what he's putting you out of service for is in fact a violation and I'll just uh, I'll just grab my book here quick and uh, we'll go to tires and it uh, say my uh, steer tire is uh, looking a little skinny he'll uh, measure the tread depth and then he'll go back to the book and it says here any tire on any front steering axle of a power unit with less than 230 seconds of an inch of tread when measured in two adjacent major tread grooves, typically any groove containing a tread wear indicator, at any location on the tire is out of service. Or when any part of the belt material, breaker strip, or casing ply is showing in the tread, it's out of service. When the sidewall is cut or worn or damaged to the extent the steel or fabric ply corridor is exposed, 
it's out of service. Uh, tires that are labeled not for highway use, obviously they're out of service. Um, you know, a visual bulge or a knot or anything on the sidewall that uh, indicates tread separation, you know, that's, uh, that's out of service. And uh, uh, there's an exception to the rule, which he'll, uh, he'll look at. A bulge due to a repair of up to three-eighths of an inch in height is allowed, and the bulge is uh, sometimes identified by a blue triangular label in the immediate vicinity. All of that information is in this book, and I would encourage everybody to uh, go to cbsa.org and, uh, and get a book and just be familiar with it because it lists all the violations, everything they're going to look for. It uh, goes through all the inspection processes, whether it's a level one, level two, level three, um, you know, the, uh, goes through the decals. And then on the back, in the back of the book, there's some great pictures of violations and things we've seen. And this really brings home, you know, why we do roadside inspections and why enforcement is out there looking for stuff because you would not believe some of the pictures. And anybody that's come to the CMC, uh, I usually pass my book around and yeah, it's just amazing you know, the stuff that we've caught on the side of the highway in a roadside inspection. So, yeah, great information to have. And again, knowledge is power. And if you're familiar with the process and you're familiar with the out-of-service, you know exactly the condition of your equipment. So thanks for jumping yep. in there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they can... Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Becky wants to tell her story. I, I get. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, anyway, uh, last I think it was last year during the roadside. Uh, uh, oh, the big. Uh, yeah, the big inspection. The road, big three day long. What is it? Road check. Yeah, the yeah. one in. Yes. Yep. Yep. The one in the June. Road. The first. The, the first week of June. Seventy two hour oh, road, oh, oh, road oh. check. Okay. All right, Becky's gonna come on and tell it. She, all right, she's gonna come on and tell it. Okay. Hello. Well, yeah. Again, on, again, uh, yeah. I'm here. Uh, road yeah, road uh, check is know, not okay. the best kept secret of uh, of law enforcement. It's always the first week of June, and it's seventy two hours, and everybody knows when it's coming, and it just amazes me that the out-of-service rate is the way it is because it's well advertised what three days the inspection is going to fall upon. And we've got, you've got from now till June to get ready for an inspection. And what does that say for our industry when for three days we can't get our act together and run compliant? Oh, sorry, Becky, go ahead. Well, usually falls on my birthday so normally I'm home but last year I was bobtailing back to Dallas I was going to leave out on my during the road check because it was a little later and so of course I get inspected we're right here in Texas I had to read the trooper the riot act he was in trouble so I go through this Uh inspection wait all this stuff 
everything passes with flying colors. I mean, you've seen our trucks. So we're sitting in his car, and he's doing the computer work to spit out, you know, all the paperwork. And I'm like, okay, where's my sticker? And he's like, well, we're out. I'm like, you're out? You're out? You come to a three-day blitz and you run out of stickers? You should have stacks of them. He was chuckling and kind of embarrassed. He said, I know. He goes, I can't believe we we did. We ran out. He said, I'll tell you what. I'll print you this out. If somebody pulls you in, just show them this, and they'll probably just wave you on through. So, yeah, ran out of stickers. Yeah. yeah. You know what? And that's... Don't be that trooper. <laughs> that, uh, that's you, you know, Becky, that's actually quite common because every agency has to buy those decals. And there was a time when California was broke that they weren't buying the decals. And uh, the trooper's right. That paper, you want to hang on to that, and that is as good as a decal. You show uh, anybody pulls you in, they're supposed to recognize that inspection report in lieu of a decal. But, uh, but that's like yeah. not getting the that's not that's like not getting the lollipop after you get your shot at the doctor's. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That is kind of rude. I gotta give you. I gotta go with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, that reminded well, uh, me, Emerson. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say we're we're through the hour of the show, but if you want to go ahead and keep going, please uh, do so. We're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, I'm just going to say, uh, Emerson, I don't know if he's if he's on the horn tonight. If he is, he ought to hit one and tell his story real quick. But uh, if I remember correctly, he got three level ones in one day in California. Ooh. Yes, he was not a camper. He even had the paper <laughs> and got three level one inspections in one day. At least he knew he was going to you know, pass. So. Yeah. California is, you know, bless their hearts, just their own little world. And, yeah, they uh, they actually made a conscious decision that they were not going to spend the money on decals. And, uh, yeah, the industry just went nuts because that happened. And the whole purpose behind these level one inspections and putting the decal on the windshield is so that when you're driving down the road, a trooper or an inspector can verify that, oh, hey, this truck was just crawled, so I don't need to look at it. I need to pick on the guy, the next guy coming along that has nothing in his windshield. And, uh, you know, time is money. And, you know, for poor Emerson, you know, three inspections in a day, boy, that just pretty much eats up your whole day. By the time you exit in, get pulled in, called around back, get out of the truck, take all your paperwork in, convince the guy that you've had an inspection an hour ago, get back into your truck, back around and out into the traffic. Yeah, there's an hour out of your life in California that you will never, ever see again. And that was the whole purpose behind CVSA and that decal that, uh, you know, nobody's going to bother you anymore. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was uh yeah, that we've uh, we've gone through the hour um and we're we're past our time right now. So, uh okay. thank you Dale very much for uh doing the show for us this month. 
really appreciate. Great hey, no as always. Hey. And if I can, uh, I'll just wrap things up and, and a shameless plug for the CMC. Please, everybody, you know, if you're sitting on the fence and, and wondering if, you're, if you should attend or not, uh, it's the greatest week of your life. You know, you'll make all kinds of contacts. Uh, shameless plug for myself. I'm out in the parking lot doing inspections, and uh, this year we'll be in doing a presentation. Um, yeah, it's, always uh, lo- always it's a love great your week. presentation. Yeah, I always love your presentation. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, yep, yeah, we, uh, uh, yeah. Br- bring your pictures. I I I will come equipped with pictures, and uh, anybody that runs that Interstate 15 corridor, uh, north and south, I'm uh, I'm back hauling produce. And it's Needham Trucking is on the trailer, and I'm driving a bright orange shiny T680. So don't forget to wave with all your fingers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, see me see me on the road. Give me a yell, and uh, we'll have a coffee. And if anybody has any questions, and you were just too nervous to push one and and ask, uh, get a hold of me on Facebook and send me a message, and uh, or reach out and. Uh, Get a hold of, uh, you can get me through uh, Let's Truck 1-800-FUEL. The uh, the team will hunt me down, and uh, I'll get a hold of you off the air and uh, do whatever I can to help you out. So thanks yeah, again, Melissa, for everything to... you guys are doing. No, thank you very much. I was just going to say they can also go to the Trucking 101 Facebook page. If you haven't already gone there, uh, go to Trucking 101 on Audio Road on Facebook. Give us a like. And if you want to contact Dale, you can send us a message, and I'll track him down. Um, so, yes, thank you, Dale, very much for doing these shows. They're always great. Always a pleasure. And stay compliant and stay safe. And uh, now that I'm on the keto program, stay healthy. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. All right. Thanks, Dale.